All right, y'all, let us dive straight into Friday Night SmackDown. Let's just dive straight into this thing. So, <clears throat> Friday Night SmackDown, September 22nd, 2023. They were live in Glensdale, Arizona. The show starts off with the Invisible Man, John Cena. He starts off the show. Um, he says that he has been a ref, he's been a host, pretty much you name it, he's done it all. But now he is finally ready to compete. He states that he's angry, and he's angry specifically at the bloodline. However, he's found a partner, a phenomenal partner. I wonder who that could be. You know, just uh, freaking phenomenal. Does anybody know who's phenomenal? Oh, it's AJ Styles. AJ Styles comes out. Uh, he hits the ring. He calls out the bloodline to the ring. Like, oh, he kind of does Cena's stick. Like, oh, if you want some, come get some or whatever. Um, you know, Jimmy Uso and Solo hit ringside. Um, and then, you know, they hit ringside, they hit the rape at the apron. They're like, yeah, I'm good. We're, we're going to, we're, we're going to head to the back. So, and then they slowly walk away and then Cena and styles are left in the ring. So, um, and of course, you know, they, they were involved, uh, in the main event segment later on. So I'll have, you know, a lot more to say in regards to all these people involved, but so, I mean, David, like what's, what's going on here, man? Is, is I guess, is, is Jimmy a part of the bloodline now? Is he not a part of the bloodline? Like, I, I guess he is. It seems like he is. It's just, and, and I'm sure you've heard my take about it many times in regards to his situation. You know, I like Jay's side of the story. I, I definitely think that that makes, at least for a certain degree, it makes sense. You know, the locker room doesn't like him. He was a part of the bloodline faction. You know, he's, he's, you know, taking out a lot of superstars in that locker room. And there's kind of this slow burn for people to trust him. So for, to an extent, I can accept that. But with Jimmy, it's like, okay, you're aligning yourself back with the bloodline. When you were the first, before Jay decided to turn, you were the first to kick Roman's fucking head off. Right. And then you stated why. And then there was the turn at SummerSlam, which is honestly, David, you, you know, you spoke earlier about when this kind of all went off the rails to me, like it was it was it was at SummerSlam. And I, I know Brian kind of felt the same way about it as well. Like all of this, honestly, at least the Uso side of the story should have ended at Money in the Bank. That that's just honestly, because honestly, like, you know, people I agree. I understand people love Jay Uso and pe and seems like Jay Uso is getting you know, some, you know, some love from the crowd. He's trying to get some, some momentum as a singles competitor. And that's great, man. Listen, that that's fine to a degree, but guys, like we all knew that this dude was not fucking taking this title from Roman. So why? <laughs> so, and, and now, and because of that, David, they've put themselves into a pickle to where now they're on separate brands, right? And they want to drag this out to WrestleMania as I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody can kind of see where that's leading to. But with Jay Uso's side, it's just like you explained your situation to where like, oh, I didn't want to lose you, Uso. I didn't want to lose you. I didn't want to make you become a manipulative son of a bitch like Roman. And now all of a sudden, like he were, he, he's just getting back into the good graces of 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 this fucking faction. I, and, and and I don't know. Do they want to rest on the fact when Roman Reigns does come back? on his hundred day fucking vacation, freaking on some freaking Island somewhere. I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, I guess that's where, you know, they really want to dig deep into like Jimmy being, or trying to be back in the good graces with Heyman and his brother solo. I, I, I don't know, man, but guys, like if you're, if we're being honest with ourselves, right. Regardless of how you feel about this situation, the magic and the feel and the momentum of this story, it's fucking dead. 
Like it, it's it's done. It, it's at least for the USO side of what's going on, it should have ended at Money in the Bank, right? Even though to a degree, David, I, I the pinning Roman Reigns thing was. I mean, I can. I was 50-50 with it because if this dude is going to lose his title to whoever, you know, but the thing is, though, the mystique of him not being pinned is already out the window. And now he, he loses the title and it's just like, oh, it's still a big moment, but he's already been pinned by Jey Uso. So I'm 50-50 with that whole ending, but it should have ended there. And now, you know, WWE, they've, they're trying to throw baloney at the wall to see if it freaking sticks at this point. So... Uh, yeah, David, your your thoughts in regards to this uh, this opening segment to start the show? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a good opening segment to start. <clears throat> um, excuse me, John Cena, obviously being back, knowing his position and where he is with the company, being a part timer and kind of regaining that pop that he's lost for so many years, um, that he was losing as a full-time because a lot of people wanted him out. So mm -hmm. I think with him being back and him kind of being involved, and I know that he's more involved now because of the strike with the, with the, you know, Hollywood yeah. and stuff like that. So there, yeah. but I think to have him physically back and putting him in spots where he can actually wrestle still and kind of get into the whole, you know, to his generic ways, um, I, th I think it. I think it, it, it. It's dope. Number one. Um. I think it helps with a lot of ratings. But I also think, um, involving him within within against the bloodline is kind of a good look, not only for him but for them, uh. Because again, you're still trying. Like you said, there's there's putting baloney at the wall and seeing if it's trying to stick. Mm -hmm. And John Cena can literally make sort of that happen. Um, but it's. it's Again, it's it's it. The way I look at it is okay. Roman's not here. Jay's gone. Obviously, Jay is now against them. Mm -hmm. You telling me that J that Jimmy's the leader now, and I question that to basically say that he does he doesn't like just the way he was. You can see within his segments the way he was carrying himself. I wouldn't. I I it doesn't move me at all like right. you see how the way roman was carrying the whole the whole thing that's different that's because roman fits for that and roman as a heel was able to do that but jimmy doesn't like jimmy i don't think could cut it as a heel like he doesn't grow on me as a heel i think he's been such a face for so long and when he was a heel would it was as a tag team and that's different but him by himself being with paul Heyman, like solo could cut it better than with Jimmy, and I'm sorry, yeah. and I know Solo Solo's been in the company less than Jimmy has, but you could just tell that if I had to put a leader on the bloodline while Roman is gone, it's Solo. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, move with that. I think they started off the segment, real, uh, you know, the beginning segment really well. Um, you know, have him and AJ there and kind of kind of calling them out and. You know, it, it kind of le left you into suspense. I'm like, no, there's no way that 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 you know that that that's gonna be the that the, there's something at the end of the show that's gonna happen be between these two because you know they're trying they're trying to get down to business. So it it, it was it, it left me on my feet. I was wondering, all right, what's gonna happen at the end of the hour for me? You know, within these guys because you know it, that whole thing where he they come out, then they kind of walk away, and and you know. 
So yeah. it, it kind of left me. It kind of left me questioning. Which again, that's what you want in the beginning of a segment. You want mm-hmm. them. You want the audience and the and and the viewers to kind of look at it and be like, all right, they started off with this. I wonder what's gonna happen at the end of the show or what's gonna happen next week. Um, in in regards to them doing it this way. So yeah, I, I was pretty. I was pretty invested on that part. Just that part alone. If when we're talking about the beginning segment. Yeah, no, and and and, and no doubt, and and we'll and we're definitely gonna get into a lot in that main event segment coming up. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can do, you can definitely, at least in in regards to Cena. I mean, the segment. I'll be honest with you, David. I can take it or leave it because I've seen so many of this type of shtick, freaking on Monday Night Raw <laughs> to an extent. Because um, I'm thinking, like, okay, are we really just gonna have this tag with? freaking style i'm like there's no freaking way especially of course with the whole rumors about la night throughout the show and we'll get to get to la night as well we're going to talk a lot about him i'm like there's no way you can actually just start the night off like that the same type of way you've kind of seen for raw for so many freaking weeks and months and then i just just have the tag match and then freaking you know just I don't know, have the freaking faces, which I didn't, for, to an extent, I didn't think that was actually going to happen. But in regards to Cena, right, it's just like you you really didn't believe, right, that Cena was actually going to compete on SmackDown. It seems like they really want to drag, right, whenever Cena does wrestle. And it's going to be in a lot of freaking tag matches. Like, trust me, you, you're hardly going to see Cena wrestle in a one-on-one match. Hardly. At least throughout the next month and a half that you do see him on SmackDown. It, there's going to be a lot of tag matches with Styles, with freaking with LA Knight, and I called that a um, couple weeks ago. And you're kind of already seeing that hint played out uh, moving forward here. But, yeah, it's um, – but, yeah, moving forward, I'll give more of my thoughts in regards to this. But, yeah, I mean, the segment I can take it or leave it in regards to how it was set up. And yeah, maybe, you know, I guess you can say like you're resting on the fact like, is Cena really going to wrestle? Are they actually really going to, are they really going to do this? But the more they kind of drag this out, you know, in regards to like the backstage segment and signing a freaking contract, as I believe there's, there was a contract segment um, later on in the night. I think it was uh, Styles and Cena. They were talking to Pierce like, hey, let's make the match official. What's going on? He's like, all right, well, let me talk to freaking Heyman. Let's see what they say. And freaking Pierce grabbed them a contract, you know, solo Jimmy and Heyman backstage. And the match is not set up for the night, but it's set up for Fastlane, uh, which is coming up soon. So that's when I'm like, yeah, I knew, I knew there wasn't going to be a freaking tag match. I, that was just that was just my gut feeling going into it. I'm like, there's like they rumored about, oh, Cena could wrestle like he could compete. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, because if he was really wrestling, like they they would, especially when it comes to television ratings, like, you know, it would kind of be effed up that like, oh, he's going to wrestle, but yet he doesn't wrestle. I'm sure he wrestled maybe in a dark match afterwards. Who freaking knows? But, um, but yeah, I mean the segment, I can take it or leave it, but yeah, I'll talk more about it and go more in depth as we do get into the main event. But, um, up next we have the LWO, you have Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio, your United States champion. Against the Street Profits, the Hurt Business, the Hurt Business 2.0, the Street Business, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, Bobby Lashley, with his fresh suit and all, is at freaking ringside. He gets involved. He delivers like a Uranagi or a side power slam um, onto the apron onto uh, or towards Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio pins Angelo Dawkins via the awe-inspiring, the 
ultra freaking devastating maneuver in all of professional wrestling. A roll-up finish, because what other finish would there be than for Dawkins and the Street Profits and this new faction to fucking lose um, as freaking Rey Mysterio pins Dawkins via, again, the most devastating maneuver in professional wrestling. Because once you put him in that roll-up, David, they're not going to fucking kick out because you can hit him with a freaking a falcon arrow, a pile driver onto your fucking skull, you name it, freaking the kitchen sink. But it's the roll-up finish, man, that just <laughs> that people, even like Angelo Dawkins, big Angelo Dawkins, just seem they can't freaking they they, they don't want that, to that's the that's the that's the gold move. That's the gold move. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> freaking um and obviously I guess they wanted to play it off like, oh, there was slight hesitation with Dawkins as like he saw Lashley attack. Uh, Mysterio during the match so there was like that slight hesitation and then the roll up like not pulling the trigger as Bobby Lashley stated in a backstage segment he's like listen (laughs) he's like I want the watches I want the suits I want it all back like if you can't pull the trigger I'll go and find someone that can okay Um, (laughs) David I look Correct me if I'm wrong, right? And, and, and like, did this this faction just formed, correct? About a month and a half ago, or or something like that. And and already, like, guys, the guys all already were creating friction within this fucking group. What 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 are we what are we doing? <laughs> because going into it, David, I'm, and I'm being dead ass when I say this. Like, I thought this was going to be more about. Angelo da- or excuse me, freaking Santos Escobar and Ray, because they have a United States championship can match coming up. I'm like, okay, so maybe something happens, maybe a little bit of like miscommunication, maybe causes a little friction going into their match next week. And the street profits and this faction continue to store. They collect W's. They stated that they're, you know, they're ready to take over and they're, and, and guys, they're getting fucking rolled up. <laughs> well, so what? Oh, they got to overcome adversity. Right, David? They got to overcome adversity. Oh, don't worry. The heel turn's coming, James. The heel turn is coming. You got to be patient. You got to wait. You got to freaking, you know, let it play out. Guys, like, that's what we assumed that they were when they fucking debuted. Right? And listen, I get it. It was a good backstage segment, but what have they done to already create this friction? Right. So, oh, finally, are they finally going to put the red solo cups away? They're finally going to put all their jokes, their mannerisms, you know, in the back seat, and they're finally going to be serious. Why not debut that way? <laughs> Why not just on when they started this shit? Right. They, and, and they actually started very well when they when they attacked. What was it? The Brawling Brutes and LWO in a tag match and it forced them to a DQ. They had the suits and they felt somewhat felt someone like a big deal. And then the next week, it's just the same street profits. They go out there, they do their same shtick with their same promo, their same mannerism. And Bobby Lashley is the same way, right? He's, he's, he's freaking legit subpar on the microphone. Again, that's no shade to the dude, but like for him to be the mouthpiece and all this stuff is just, I I don't know, to an extent, that's just very odd to me. But yeah, it's just like, listen, I get it. Like, listen, I, I understand the notion, guys. Complete, I, I, I get it. You know, this loss, it's just like, oh, you know, now 
you know, now the street profits understand that this is serious business. They got to get serious. Well, why didn't they get fucking serious, motherfucker, when they first started? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, like David, I'm just going off of previous history, right? The Wyatt family, the Shield. Did did they have to like? Did they have to like go through this shtick to to be a dominant faction? The answer is no. <laughs> like what? Like you're not making it. Cause here's the thing, David, you're not making it easier for them. You're not making it easier for this group with this booking. You're just making it fucking harder. So because, cause, cause every single fucking team, every single person has to struggle and has to overcome some sort of adversity to finally get the push. Like when, 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 when there's a thing called momentum, when there's a thing of called feeling and feeling dominant and feeling a certain type of way. No, just no. Oh my God, David, your, your thoughts, man, in regards to, uh, in regards to this man, your thoughts on this tag match. Um, uh, yeah, before I get to that, I know you brought up, uh, the Wyatt family and I just want to say, uh, rest in peace to Bray Wyatt. I know I haven't had a chance to speak with you about it. Um, it was just very overwhelming. A lot of reports the week before he passed that he was getting better, that he was close to coming back, and then uh, out yeah. of the blue, he's gone. Uh, so my condolences to uh, to Josie and the kids and uh, yeah. the family of Bray Wyatt, Bo Dallas. Obviously, his brother must be going through it. Um, so rest in peace to Bray, uh, one of my favorites to watch. Um, but yeah, he didn't. He none of Wyatt's or the Shield. They. First of all, they they were fa- they were factions that were taken off at the right moment, and WWE made sure that those momentums were kept going and going and going and going, and they were put in right positions to succeed. With Dawkins and and you know Street Profits, they it, it to me it's just like you sit there and you're like, where is this going? Like, mm-hmm. they, what have they built for them to automatically be in a situation where right. Bobby Lashley and him and them have friction? Like, they, yeah. that's, that's my point. And then on top of that, you're going against two guys in the LWO who have a match to build, yet they're <laughs> losing in embarrassing fashion. I just, to me, it was a head scratcher. I sat there watching it and I was just like, really? Like, I couldn't even get over the, I couldn't even get to the fact that that Bobby Lashley was walking out on, on, on street profits. I, I was just still sitting there like, how does LWO losing in that way make any sense? Uh, how, how does LWO winning this match to begin with and not losing in a yeah. way where it kind of causes something to build their match? How does that not play out? Like, I just don't get it. So to me, it's just like, that's another, that's another mistake on, on WWE's part. And here's the thing, so, too, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll get back to you in just a second. By the way, loved your comments about Bray. Much salute to Bray and rest in peace to Bray Wyatt, Rinder Matondo. I freaking miss that dude so fucking much. You guys know how I feel about that, man. Same here. Um, Same here. Yeah, it's just like you would think, right, when you're trying to build an actual title match with, with, with Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio, again, you think that that's what the main focal point is. When, on the other hand, you have the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. Guys, legit not even a week or two ago. Bobby Lashley stood in the middle of that fucking ring and he says, we're coming for gold. We're coming for power. We're coming for all of it. And not even a week or two fucking later. Now there's this friction. Make it fucking make sense. I I mean, guys, I understand the story and what they're trying to tell. Like, 
trust me, I'm not a fucking idiot, <laughs> but what, but is it needed? Right. And, and what we've seen from weeks, weeks previous, does it really make sense? The answer is no. You know, it's just like, if you're trying to tell a story, cause like, listen, we've seen the match between Santos and Rey Mysterio before. Right. So now they're going into that match with no stock. There's, there's nothing. There's just the, nothing played out after, after this tag match with the L with the LWO at all. So what, I, I, are they just going to rest on the, on the, I guess the shock factor? Like, oh, freaking Santos is, he, he, he did something dastardly to maybe win the title or maybe he loses and he freaking attacks Ray after the match to set up another match at Fastlane. Like guys, like there has to be, there has to be a need to, to freaking watch something. Like after this freaking match, if you're telling me that there's a, a a United States title match between Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar after seeing this, I wouldn't give two fucks <laughs> because yeah, they're yeah. because one I've seen it already, and two they didn't they, they haven't done anything with them afterwards. More story was told or whatever story was told with with freaking Lashley and the Prophets than there was for this United States title. Guys, I mean, fuck's sake. That's just, I, I it's, it's, no, okay. no, yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Like, and it's just, it's embarrassing. It's, 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 it's something where it's like, listen, I know a lot of people may not care for a Mysterio or Santos matchup, but uh -huh. yeah, that could be a matchup that could, could be one, a stealer in, in, yeah. on that card. And for absolutely. you to not want to build it in a way that people are going to be like, oh, wait a minute. There's a bit of friction here, and these guys have been cool because they're under the LWO and they're and they're having this matchup. This I might tune into this. Right. Instead, you're just you're not you're not putting it's not it's not putting the, the 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 cards together. It just doesn't make any sense. Especially when we have a premium live event. You can't say pay per view anymore. It's a premium live <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when yeah. we have that in two weeks, guys, there's two fucking weeks, and and, and even when they have this match, we're gonna have that match again. <laughs> The following week at Fastlane, guys, it's ass fucking backwards, man. It, yeah, it, yeah. It just, I agree. It I agree. You have a type, you guys. You have a title that's supposed to be prestigious. And and David, you're right. Like Santos and Mysterio and what they've done with the LWO. If you continue to really put stock and effort into that and 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 create a turn, you know that could get people's attention. I'm on board with it. Trust me, I want to see it. But if you're gonna do the bare minimum, why should I care? And that's and that's it, you know. And it's and it's unfortunate that we're 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 not telling a story between a between Santos and Ray, but we're starting a friction story with a faction that just fucking formed. Oh my god! It's like oh my god. Man, it's, it's I can't I can't even laugh at it. That, that's how stupid it is. Yeah, it's no, just I, like I there's no. It, it's it's, yeah, like, it's, it's <laughs> either you can either laugh or it's just you're you're that disgusted you just shake your. Face. Yeah. But yeah, of course you know they'll well, you know David I'm sure we'll be in you know Twitter Spaces in the future maybe t you know we'll talk about this on Twitter and Twitter Spaces and all that stuff is sure you know I'll be speaking about it over the next several weeks but yeah man just ass backwards bro ass fucking backwards. 
The Rock uh, had a video package. Of course, it was the video package from last week. Of course, when you guys see these video packages, it's pretty much just filler. It's like, what's a quick way to kind of build up some time in a show? Let's throw in a video package, which again, you know, is to an extent is fine. Uh, but they're hyping up The Rock, reminding people that The Rock, even though we saw freaking <laughs> we saw the show last week and we've seen a bunch of shit on social media. Let's just add let's just try to kill us a few several minutes into the show and play the video package. However, um, Austin Theory, once that video package was done, as they wanted to, to promote how many views it got on 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 YouTube or whatever um, in regards to The Rock's return, like, oh, it's like all of our social media platforms, The Rock pulled in this many viewerships or likes or whatever. Um, and Austin Theory, hijack- I guess you could say he hijacks the show. Um, he's screaming at commentary. He's throwing a fit like a freaking uh, like, like a toddler when a freak when his ice cream cone drops on the floor or some shit like that. Um, <laughs> and officials freaking uh, they 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 forced Theory to walk uh, to the back. As later on, uh, Pierce was backstage. Like, hey, you can't hijack the show. Blah 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 blah. Right. Um, you know, Grayson Waller ends up coming to the aid of, of Theory, and it sets up a match with him and the Brawling Brutes later on in the night, as the as they were in a little backstage segment to set up a tag match um, for that. So, but we'll talk more about that. I do want to save that <coughs> when we get into the actual tag match um, itself. But uh, but yeah, but real quickly, you know, David, I want to get your thoughts in regards to Theory. You know, I thought for what that Rock segment was last week. Um, I mean, obviously it's the rock. I mean, we all freaking love that shit, the freaking pop, everything in regards to that, um, that opening segment that really set the tone throughout the rest of the night as even though it never, it never got to that same, anywhere close to that same level, but still it definitely made you want to watch the rest of the show. It just had that feel moving into it or moving throughout the show. But, uh, but I thought with Austin theory, man, like that was the best I've seen Austin theory in a segment like legit like he he see i mean he stood his ground his his mannerisms were, were on point his 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 pitch and his delivery was pretty solid um you know i know we always i know at, at times i've been very harsh on the kid you know because again you know it's just what wwe has put him out there as <clears throat> for being a young up-and-coming talent and the fact that he still has ways to go but for what he did, man, you know, and, and again, I've been hard on the kid. I've been hard on the dude. But for what he did against The Rock, he held his own. And I was very surprised and I was very I was very happy from what I saw. But, yeah, David, I'd like to get your thoughts, man, in regards to theory um, in that Rock segment from last week. Yeah, I mean, Austin Theory being in a segment with The Rock, that's a win, if you ask yeah. me. Uh, one of the best uh, – Mike, one of the best skilled mic talkers in the business. Um, and he comes back and you're, you know, if I'm in Austin Theory's position and they're asking me, hey, we want to have a segment with you and The Rock, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that all the way. Um, and but like you said, shout out to him for actually, you know, everything was, was great from what he was saying to how he was talking to how he was standing how he kept his attitude in, in, in place when, when, you know, yeah. with his character, uh, the way he was holding the mic, like every, every little detail about it was yeah. just great. And I, I remember a couple of months ago, we were talking about that. That was one of his flaws about how he was still, he still needed to develop as a, with his mic skill. And I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, I'm as far as how you say, you know, with everything that you have said about Austin theory, about 
you know, all this criticism that you've given him, I'm totally with you because I felt like it was is a it was a slap in his face when they had him drop the title to fucking Ray Mysterio. <laughs> but that to me, that's that's a common Vince move. If you want to ask me, that's like fucking AJ Styles dropping the title to John Cena at the Royal Rumble in 2017. Just to, and I love John Cena. I grew up on Cena. Cena's my favorite wrestler. But I didn't think that was a, a dope move. AJ Styles is fucking AJ Styles. And so to me, you know, having Austin Theory, somebody that's young, somebody that is growing as a heel, and that everybody loves to see and to boo. And he's a, a champion, and you can have him run out there like an MVP sort of type of thing where he's holding the U.S. title for a good amount of time, yet you want to have him drop it to a guy that should be jobbing to uh, to younger talent. That, to me, I felt so bad for him. I, I, I was like, I hope this doesn't fuck him up, which it has, thank God. Um, but, you know, he's still keeping his, his momentum is there, and to be able to be in a segment with The Rock where The Rock – you know, wherever he goes, he he's gaining traction. Like the ratings are going up because of the rock. So for the rock to be out there in segments with him and to put Austin Theory in a lighter situation to where they can transition that to next to next week, which was yesterday, and they could have him come out there, hijack the show because they did a, a segment and kinda keep that heel persona on him and keep him looking as a guy that that is bad. I think it was a, I think it was a dope move for him. I think it was it was great, and hopefully they don't fuck it up. Hopefully they actually keep him on a steady position to where he can gain more attraction as a heel as he's been. Because like I said, when they dropped when they had him drop the title to Mysterio, I I was texting my boy. I was like, oh, I, this might be the end of theory as we know it. Because they had they just had him drop it to Mysterio out of all people. <laughs> that to me was like you talk about head scratches. That was one of them. So yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're you're not you're not wrong. Though. And yeah, and, and and when it comes to theory, before we do get into this next segment uh, and get getting closer into hour number two, um, you know, obviously they're they're gonna WWE, you know, is clearly wants this dude to be over or wants to develop some connection with this audience, so they're going to give him that opportunity. You know, they gave them the opportunity with Cena when this dude got literally obliterated on the microphone you know that's to the t that was to an extent right as soon as the rock came out i'm like i i'm like i'm sure like in his head like just don't freaking don't don't put me on blast like Cena did. <laughs> freaking back, not just not yeah, too yeah. long ago bro because that's honestly no, I, cena, that's cena took the gloves on that one right that, yeah that's see cena cena just completely went off script like he just he just he was oh, just yeah, like dude, yeah i, mean, I, I mean, was dude, like it was like that like legit listen i i get it like that's the thing about wrestling man it's just like you know you have to be you you, you can't you, you can't step on eggshells in this industry right you either get you either step on or you get stepped on and i think that's what cena tries to do even though we may not like the way he does things when it comes to ripping apart people on the microphone like he did the theory but it's a dog eat dog world, man. You know, that's, you know, if he's like, if, if you really think that it's going to be easy, you're just going to sort at the top, freaking think again. It's the same thing that John Cena did with Roman when freaking Roman was stuttering his lines. This was the old Roman Reigns freaking back in 2015. And he's like, dude, like, if, if you want to, you, you want to take it back. Right. It's like, if you, you, you want to take it back, you want to take it back to, 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 to even back when i mean i know the rock the rock is different but you talk about cena kind of exposing certain things that are that are behind the curtain type of thing what about when he called out the rock for having the promo on his wrist 
Yeah. Like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the stuff yeah. like that is like it's like yeah, Cena yeah. Cena puts stuff out there that is just like whoa, like wait, is he supposed to say that or is is, is this right. on script or off script? Right. Like stuff like that. Like he's done it with Bray Wyatt too. Oh, they called Cena smart. out for Bray Wyatt for they're that. Smart, man. Yeah. They know that they have to evolve and they have to they, they can't be afraid to, to 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 step on people's toes and not to step on eggshells, right? When it comes to people like Theory, when it comes to these people that WWE clearly, you know, wants to wants to give them the ball, you know, and Cena's here is like, dude, if you really think that like this is like Cena's probably looking in, in, in suits and ties, like this is your guy, like this is the guy you want to freaking push, like oh hell freaking no, and so like you like you man, Cena does. <clears throat> And that's what I was no. that's what I was fearing when The Rock came out. I'm like, just I hope to God that this frick is if he would have gotten ripped just as bad as he did with Cena, like he was fucking done. I, I don't know how I don't know how you would I don't know how you would come back from that. But he did well, man. I'm, again, much, much props to him. I gave him a proper salute last week and I'm going to give another proper salute now. And we'll talk more about Austin Theory, you know, later on in the second hour. But let's move on into the show. Um, up next, we got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. They're back. We got. We found them off the milk cart. Let, let's 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 get over a round of applause. We found them. Yeah. Freaking about about fucking time, man. It's just like holy shit. It's like Elias all over again. Elias went into the freaking woods. He never came back. He came back as Ezekiel, right? They freaking these two ladies lost the freaking who was it? To Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler were never freaking saw again. And it was so good to see these two ladies. If you guys have watched NXT, you guys see what these ladies are capable of, man. These two are really freaking good. Um, as they were in a vignette, some type of sadistic type of supernatural type of uh, uh, vignette. And it was pretty much about the women's tag titles being cursed, right? It's, or something along those lines. And that's kind of the trend now, uh, David, if you if you recall, like a lot of these women who are part of this tag division, you know, now that I guess they're just going with the fact that, you know, I'm sure a lot of fans say, oh, these titles are cursed. Get rid of them. You know, one person grabs those tag titles. They get injured. Another person grabs those tag titles. You know, Liv Morgan went down, you know, freaking Sonya Deville went down, freaking Piper Niven went down. Right. And now they're they're Now they're, I guess, you know, just hyping or hopping on that train of just saying, you know, of, of being like, oh, yeah, the titles are cursed. And I guess they're going with that shtick now. So, but yeah, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are back. I mean, look, I love that they're back freaking finally. It's about fucking time. Um, however, man, it's just the one thing that I fear of, and it's the same thing when people say about, you know, DIY, you know, with, with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano being a tag team. It's like, yeah, it's great to see these women, but in what tag division are they are they elevating, you know? So that's, that's just my concern, David, in regards to all this, it's, it's great to see them back. It really truly is. But in what tag division <laughs> In what women's tag division are they, are, are they really, are they really freaking elevating or trying to really make special here? But, um, but it was so good to see them, man. It was, it was, it really, really was. And uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll soon find out where this curse type of deal is going here but yeah david your your thoughts my man in regards to alba fire and isla dawn being back i mean when i saw the pop up on my screen i was like yes <laughs> i was like they're back Dude, let's go the i mean like you said they just if you guys have been paying attention to nxt 
that they, they, listen they got they got, they're the total package and the total package um i loved i loved them i'm i'm glad that they gave them a fucking segment i'm glad that they gave them a segment to where they brought in reality in, into into the situation like you said yeah. every woman that's kind of held the tag team titles has been hurt so yeah. they they kind of they kind of gave them something that could work and i love it i'm just got listen like i said i'm glad that they're back they've been gone for way too long i've always been asking where have they been and now that they're here it's it's like i hope that they that there's something i can't put my finger on it exactly what it what it is that can get them you know down the line but at least this is something to where they see just watching that video package i was like oh they they might pull something off here with with you know with the women's division and 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 now that they're back they they the WB could have their hands full with them in a positive way. So I'm I'm just glad that they're back. Like I said, I was jumping for joy when I saw them pop up on my screen. So Yeah, no, dude, same, bro. Freaking same. I was like, holy shit, man. They're fucking <laughs> like, was... from whatever woods they got lost from. It was fucking great. <laughs> Absolutely freaking great. Shout out to both of those ladies. There, it's really, really good to see them. And and again, man, you know, we'll we'll see, you know, where they go. I mean, are they just gonna be in a vignette segment and you know, we're not gonna see them for another week or two? You know, do they actually have a plan for these women? Is it to actually go after these tag titles? So who, who freaking knows? But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to try to elevate this tag division when there is really no tag division, honestly. But but we'll see. It's good to see them, you know, overall, of course, you know. But bias aside, it's going to be interesting to see how they actually go about things. And, again, in the, in the division that's really just really lacking. But, again, but it's a start. I mean, you, uh, you know, you have – those two and you actually build up an actual women's tag division like man that i'm telling you bro that's that's good shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> so that's that's you know and we'll, we'll see in, in in regards to that but all right y'all moving into our number two we have our women's title match between eo sky versus asuka um charlotte flair didn't take long for fucking charlotte flair for her to come i, out I knew it with her and i smelled it i like smelled it bro in, like she's trying to walk in fucking slow motion like oh i'm the queen i'm gonna walk in slow motion i'm gonna slowly like it's like she's in her own freaking ever see well, what's that mean called it's just like when you're walking and you think like you're in your, in your own like movie mm -hmm. or in your own like documentary and you're just like slowly moving <laughs> that's that's like i charlotte smelled flair. it like, I, um, I was like, I was like a shark, a, like blood in the water. I was a shark. I knew it. I was like, I knew she's coming out. Yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. I was like, I knew she was going to come out because they do this same, shit bro. all the time where they do it all the time. Freaking same, bro. Freaking same. But we'll, we'll get more into, in, into her. Don't you worry in just a second here. But yeah, she, she makes her slow ass strut to the ring and she <laughs> freaking hits ringside. Um, you know, so in this match, man, I mean, listen, EO Sky and freaking Asuka, what, what, what more do people want me to say? I was as much as here's the thing. I'm not going to go too much in detail about this match. Cause again, I was very invested into this match, regardless of how, how we've gotten here. You know, at least I was, at least the fan in me was going to try to enjoy most of this match while I could. And I freaking did. And this, and they went 20 freaking plus minutes. Um, as they should, as they got time, you know, the, the time that they freaking deserve to get. Um, but EO Sky, so there were some, however, I, I, when I say all of that, there were a little bit of botches in this match. There was one that EO Sky, she did like a sunset flip 
it was like it was she did like a suicide dive through like either the bottom of the second rope and she was going for like a sunset flip and she kind of like lost her footing a bit and then like that power slam that she gave to asuka didn't really have any authority behind it because again she was pretty much slipping on her own two feet so that was uh but again you know some sometimes you know you when it comes to those what's what's the word i'm looking for right i mean sometimes you know you have to just go for it i at least like the fact that there was no hesitation right when it comes to a lot of botches david like you see like when you know someone's about to deliver a move it's not going to end well right at least like with these women and that's what makes them so good right is that they just go for it right they don't think they just freaking go so at least like with oscar and eo they have that ability to trust what they have and you know i'm not going to go too in depth about that and then you had eo sky or yeah eo sky with her moonsault she pulled a charlotte flair though freaking david the freaking moonsault didn't connect and i'm like what in the charlotte flair is going on here she like barely grazes freaking oscar's shoulder um but dude outside of that man freaking love this match uh again it's eo sky and oscar nobody should should be shocked at all um you know freaking really really solid stuff from both of these women outside of those two blunders in the match um so end of this match asuka puts eo sky on the asuka lock bailey gets involved she's using like the ring ropes for for eo sky to get to the ropes charlotte flair then goes after bailey she freaking delivers a right hook to bailey asuka is like somewhat distracted as her head is through the second rope and what's going on at ringside uh, Io Sky delivers double knees to the back of Asuka's head, followed by her beautiful, and I mean her beautiful freaking moonsault uh, for the W as Io Sky wins this match um, as freaking uh, damage control. Freaking, of course, Dakota Kai was also out there, but of course she's dealing with an injury, so but she's out there just to be out there, um, as well as Bailey as damage control walk off. They stand tall while Charlotte Flair and Asuka lay from outside and in the ring. And that is that is your segment. That is your match. You know what, David? I'm going to switch things up. I'll have you start. I'll have you start this off, man. Your your thoughts in regards to uh, this match between Io Sky and Asuka and and Charlotte Flair's involvement because it seems like we're getting a we're getting another triple threat uh, at, at Fastlane. It seems like we're going to insert the Queen to another fucking title match at Fastlane. What do you think, bro? Talk to me. Um. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> um sure oh my god i can't even i you can't even i can't even begin to tell you the frustration that ran through my fucking mind when i saw charlotte flair come out they can't seem to get this girl out of the main event picture for one bit one bit like that's my frustration with this damn company because she has the flair last name and in, in, in the back that they always got to put her in. No, no, have her out. She can pull off anything because she's Charlotte Flair. You don't have to have her in the main event. For example, the one thing that I appreciated that they did with her was having her go to NXT. When she went to NXT and she and, and she was in, in NXT for a while after making the, the, the main roster, I gave them credit for that because you know what? She was able to make certain people look good. It's like Finn Balor. When Finn Balor went to NXT after making the main roster, everybody was like, wait, where is this coming from? No, it's because Finn can make these younger guys and not only can make them look better, but he can help the ratings of NXT. I was tuned in NXT every week with Finn Balor in there. It was the same thing with Charlotte Flair. <clears throat> So my thing is, she's nowhere to be found. Then all of a sudden, she comes back, and you're automatically throwing her into the to, to, to the main event picture. I, to me, 
doesn't make no sense. It's the same politic bullshit that they pull every fucking time because she's Charlotte Flair and she has a Flair last name, so they gotta put her in there. No, but with that being said, you know it's gonna fucking happen. So I, I, I can't. I'm gonna grind my gears just fucking talking about it. It's a waste of damn time. The, the match, as you said, the botches. Yeah, the botches were noticeable between Oscar uh, and Io, but great fucking match. Match of the night for me. Uh, I don't know about you, but that to me, that to me was a match of the night. Um, the two ladies, obviously, they've wrestled before, um, uh, plenty of times. Uh, the chemistry is there. Um, I, I was intrigued just because, you know, EO Sky has earned my respect in so many ways. Um, she's, she's become much better than what we've previously seen her when she first came up and, and when she first came into the company. Um, and then Asuka, Asuka is just Asuka. She, she's a goat. So I, with those two combinations, I, I got to give them props. I, I hope that, you know, down the line, they can actually give these two a proper ri- rivalry without having any fucking Charlotte Flair interruptions. But that that I'm just holding I'm I'm saying that crossing my fingers that they, you know, they do something. But um I it was a great match. Like I said, I was looking forward to it. Um I got I, I give them nothing but props. I gave that a round of applause. Like I said, match of night for me. Um you know I no, Charlotte Flair is a great wrestler. I I, I like her. I, I I like her as a wrestler, but I think they just keep force feeding her too too much. They're pulling the Cena card, and and then again, like I said, I'm a Cena fan. But you gotta be realistic as an as an objective wrestling fan when when it's there. And they're pulling the Cena card way too much with her. They're really trying to drive this 16 time 70 whatever the fuck it is when they try to do it with Cena, and it just pisses me off because every time I see her. She's always in the main event when she doesn't need to be. You're like you're that good. You don't need to be in it. Like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. so, it, it's 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 frustrating. But you know, I, I'm intrigued to see what they do with Oscar and Io again. A match is great. I, I I like I said, I give it a, a match of the night for me. it any better myself bro couldn't have said it any better myself but uh but yeah just i'll try to make this short and sweet here so look <laughs> yeah man like and i'm dude i i like i said the, the my applause says says it all man I, I i completely condone everything that you just said bro so yeah i mean that's that's where we're headed then another fucking charlotte flair and you another Charlotte Flair title opportunity. And you notice what they do, David. You notice what the fuck they do. They don't do a one-on-one match with her. They add multiple motherfuckers in there. You know why? Because they know that if it's a one-on-one match, when she's when they're trying to push her as the face against a heel, guess what? She's also going to be the fucking heel because nobody's going to fucking cheer for her. It's going to be a mixed freaking reaction. And so they make her stay face by adding another face maybe in freaking uh, or it seems like now she's a face in freaking EO sky, but I know she's still doing the whole shtick with freaking with, with freaking damage control. So they add a bunch of motherfuckers in there to, to not overshadow Charlotte flair. I know what the fuck they do, bro. I see, I, I, I see it through. I, I see through the lines of what they try to do. They, they did it at SummerSlam adding Asuka and Belair into the situation. And now you're going to do the same thing, just minus a Bianca Belair. You throw an EO Sky in there. Um, and that's probably going to be at Fastlane. And who knows, do they add Bailey into the situation too? It wouldn't shock me if they add another body in there as well. But yeah, man, it, it's just, 
like you like I said, I, I mean, you said it perfectly uh, in regards to uh, in regards to everything. They they just want to continue to push this narrative about Charlotte Flair and being in this title picture every single fucking time. And it's just and it's not getting it's not making her any like it's not making her connect with people any differently. It's just, it's not, it's not helping her connection with the fans. It's not helping her reputation. Yeah, sure. Okay. She's holding all to these titles, but again, that's how this company is booking her as such. Is she good? Yeah. She, she's decent. No, no one's saying that she sucks, <laughs> but, but <the> <laughs> yeah. and here's the thing, right? Cause I know people feel a certain type of way about Becky Lynch. Right. And I don't know how you felt about the whole feud with, with Becky and Trish, but I condone Becky for this. I condone Becky for at least, you know, and that, that whole NXT women's title situation. I, that's a whole fucking another different story. But in regards to Trish and what she was involved, I can respect her from pushing her away from the title, right? It's just like, because at some point, man, you have to involve yourself in order to grow as a competitor, especially to connect with an audience, to get away from that title picture, man. But they know, right? But the, here's the thing, though, with this company, David. They know that if they don't involve her in that main event picture in that title, there, there's nothing. There's nothing to latch onto with Charlotte Flair because if it's not for the title, if it's just a normal, normal freaking feud with this, this freaking, this run of the muck Ric Flair, her dad's fucking character, her shtick, it's not gonna fucking go anywhere. And that's that's the issue. Um, so yeah, you're you're gonna get. There's no doubt in my mind, Charlotte Flair, Fastlane, maybe do they push this to Fastlane? Do they try to extend this to another pay-per-view after Fastlane? Who freaking knows? But yeah, man. And here's the thing I will say about this, man. Io Sky and Asuka. Why was this not in the main event? I really really want to know why in the fuck you decide to put this match in the middle of SmackDown like, are you fucking kidding me? Listen, I get it, guys. You have Cena. You have the bloodline. But, guys, like, this this match, guys, is big stage worthy. This is pay-per-view. Or, I'm sorry, scratch that. Premium live event worthy. And you put this match, Asuka, EO Sky, right? If you want to put it on television, fine, whatever. You know, like, it's, it is what it is. You know, I would, I would build this as at least a month, at least for like a month and a half, two month feud, give them at least that time of day and put that into a big stage. However, you put it on SmackDown, but if you're going to put it on SmackDown, give these women the freaking main event. That is the least you can freaking do is give them the freaking main event. The fact that it's not in the freaking main event, these two, you know, a match that has legit the, you know, the potential to legit be special to really grad, you know, to really gravitate, not just to wrestling fans, right? Not just to the diehard wrestling fans, but to casual fans. Vince Russo always talks about casuals, right? That's what makes somebody larger than life, right? People always want to say, uh, David and Vince, again, Vince Russo made the same comment, right? For, for people like fricking, I'm uh, just throwing a fricking name out there, right? Fricking, uh, I, I don't know, fricking Gunther, Right. We all freaking like Gunther, but is Gunther really over? Like, is he really, really that over? He's really good, but is he over like large and like the answer is no to the casual fan? No, we all like Gunther. He's 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 tremendous. Like, but 
Is he really over with the die hardcore wrestling fans? The answer is no. He's on his way. Who knows? He's on his way if they continue his momentum with the IC title and when he drops that IC title. But but with EO Sky and Asuka, man, it's just like you throw this in the middle of SmackDown with just to again, just because you either A wanna, you know, it was the last ditch effort for Fox and SmackDown for you to make a deal with Fox because Fox said F you, we're not agreeing with your three hundred million freaking dollar freaking demands. F you, Nick Khan. But you make that last-ditch effort to say, oh, screw the pay-per-view. We need that extra few hundred thousand viewership. Let's let's put this in on SmackDown, which is fine. But give them the main event, man. Listen, I don't care about the bloodline and John Cena. I really don't. You can still tell that however you want to tell that. You're going to listen. You, like, the, the, <laughs> like the dying freaking shtick that is the bloodline right now. We're going to save that to the end of the night. But we're not going to put EO Sky and Asuka a freaking a freaking pay-per-view worthy match freaking in the middle of, of the show. Like, come on, man. It's just, that just rubbed me the wrong way, honestly. Um, but outside of all that, man, yeah, it's EO sky winning the match obviously is the right call. I mean, you can't, you, you EO sky had to win this, had to win this match. And I don't know if you put Asuka in another match for this title, then she loses again. I don't know how that's going to make Asuka look moving forward, but yeah, it, it's just, it's a weird situation. I enjoyed the match for what it was. You know, just, I tried <laughs> as much as I wanted this to be more than what it was or how they, you know, we got to this point. You know, I enjoyed it for what it was. I love these two ladies. And I just hope that, you know, this, <laughs> that this Charlotte Flair agenda just doesn't continue to F them up. That's, that's. I, I, I also just want to say, let me just <clears throat> clear my throat just to say this on, on the recording. If they happen to make this, which they are, but if they happen to make this a triple threat and Charlotte comes out of fast lane with the title, I am going to lose my shit. You see how my blood is boiling just talking about it? I'm going to lose my shit. I'm, I'm going to go nuts. Like I'm expecting you to do a video where you're just completely bombarding the decision if it happens because I'm fed up. With them having putting her in every possible main event picture that they want to put her in, it, that's it. It's done. Like she, that she's good, yeah. but she doesn't need to give any everybody else. Like Eo and Oscar should be fighting just them two at Fastlane. That's it. Just them yeah. two. That's it. Like exactly. it's such a slap in the face when those two women have worked hard to gain a men of attraction feud, and you want to put. Charlotte, who's been involved in every other main event in there like nothing when she has no business being in there whatsoever. So I'm just I'm just saying that as for for that purpose, since we're about to end it, that I'm going to lose my shit if she ends up winning because it's ridiculous at this point, bro. Same it is. Same, bro. I'm right there with you, bro. Trust me. I, I, I have been just as disgusted and against this whole Charlotte Flair agenda just as much as you bro so trust me i will be the same freaking way dude and you'll hear it from me on this podcast as well as all of <laughs> all of our other platforms as i'm sure you will be as well on you know whatever twitter space or on twitter uh because i'm sure you'll be talking about it as well but yeah bro right back at you dude you know and, and that's but that's that that's what this is leading to man i mean we knew it once she came back that eventually she's gonna win this title right she she's she's gonna come back whether and who knows, man? I mean, if it is a triple threat, right? It, I I guess like 
I mean, I guess for Asuka, because the thing is, is it's going to be interesting to like who takes the pin, right? Because usually with Bianca Belair, right, the way that that triple threat match went down, it's just like, oh, it's, you know, they, they throw in a triple threat um, and, you know, they try to make people stay face because either A, they're not taking the pin and that does at least not, I guess you could say, quote unquote, not that harm to their to their momentum or whatever. But so it's going to be interesting to see how, again, if that match does take place and it pretty much looks like it's going to maybe with Bailey or someone else involved, who knows, but yeah, man, it's just eight, eight to nine years, bro. We, we've been doing this for eight to nine years and nothing else and nothing's gotten accomplished with her. Nothing, absolutely freaking nothing. And we, and we continue to do this same shtick and expect a, and expect a different result. I've said it for years, bro. You know, you can like Charlotte Flair. There's people that may be a fan of Charlotte Flair, but guys, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that she needs to get away from this title picture and she needs something like this whole Ric Flair shtick. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's overly exposed, man. It's just like, it's shoved down so far down her throat to the point where nobody, A, nobody cares, and B, people are just sick of it, like me and you, bro. And, and that's and that's it, man. I, we Listen, we can go on for hours talking about this shit, but well, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about it, you know, either on Twitter spaces, and of course, I'll be talking it on this podcast and whatnot. But let, let's move on into the show. Um, up next, before our tag match, uh, Pretty Deadly was in a video uh, – they had some type of vignette. They were in, like, a doctor's office or something, or, like, I think a uh, – Kit Wilson was going through like his rehab, his rehabilitation with his separated shoulder. And like both, both, uh, they, they both like overly exaggerate like the injury, like he's legit like dying or he's legit like, you know, over freaking, he's making it a big deal than it, than it, than it is. And the doctor's just like, listen, it's a separated shoulder. He's going to be fine. And they try <laughs> and the fat and, and pretty deadly is like, they're making it more of a big deal than it is. I thought it was freaking funny, man. Like that's the, Cantos, yeah. David, that's the thing, like character development. Like that's what I loved about professional wrestling growing up. It's little things like that to where, yeah, I mean, listen, if, if you're a fan of pretty deadly, then whatever, that's the eye of the beholder, right? That doesn't mean anything, but character development, Right. Doing little things like that, that only only last like maybe 90 seconds can really can really do wonders, man, especially with Pretty Deadly coming back. It seems like they're going to be coming back there. They were involved in the shtick. So that seems like they're going to be back as a team at some point. And you do little things like that that are that a right. It, it helps with their character development, like I mentioned. But B, it allows it makes sense because the character involving in that in that segment makes sense because you would believe that they would do something like that right you would believe pretty deadly like you know yes boy like these pretty people like they would over exaggerate like an injury it's like dude you're, it's just a separated shoulder like just give it a couple more weeks of rehabilitation you're gonna be fine you're not gonna freaking die right it's just i like that man it's little things like that man people don't maybe don't think that's a big deal but to me man like that like that development of that, you know, regardless of where P Pretty Deadly goes, but just that alone, like 
that shit that's needed bro like little things like that is freaking needed same with like mjf and adam cole going to freaking <laughs> going going to freaking bars and going playing video games and developing a friendship like that shit's good man get people to care about these people like stop just throwing them in a match just to have a match it's just it's it's redundant but when you do shit like this it works and if you put care and effort into it it can go somewhere Will it? We'll soon find out. But David, your thoughts in regards to Pretty Deadly in this in this uh, I, this vignette? I thought it was funny. Uh, I th- like I said, I was laughing as well. Um, it gave a different perspective on the show. Uh, and again, it, it took up it took up time, um, but it took valuable time because it was invested. Um, and I think that's I, I agree with you on what you said. I think they need to start, you know, kind of what if you remember TNA was kind of doing that. Uh, when TNA was in its prime, TNA would, would basically start doing vignettes like that. Um, and that's kind of what gave TNA its, its edge a little bit before they went to their shit show. Um, but that's kind of what they need to start doing now if they want to get people to, to, to be more invested. You know, give them, have, have these superstars in, in different situations where it's like, you know, they're, they're literally walking into a store. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It's... You know, do to have some be creative with these guys. You don't have to always have them in in matches, and it's like, oh, this is where it's only you're only gonna see them there. You know, make their segments more meaningful and make it seem like they're actually in that type of situation. And you make the match more meaningful because now there's a connection. There's a reason to care about these people. That's it. That's all it is. Like. It's like, listen, people think that I like bitch and moan, just a bitch and moan. It's like, guys, all I'm asking is for the bare fucking minimum here. Just do shit like that and put them in matches and make me care. Like, that's it, man. You know, people think like I just bitch and moan and I just want to see freaking this company succeed. And it's just like, you know, it's like, guys, that's not the case at all. First of all, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And second of all, like, you know, freaking watch these podcasts. Like, I don't trust me. I'm not that fucking negative to where I just bitch and moan. Like, I want to see this shit get better. Right. But if I don't if I'm not honest, then what are we doing here? Why do I have this platform? Right. Freaking just I'm sure just, you know, with, with you, David, with your platforms, if you're not honest talking about, you know, the New York Mets and what they're and what they're got, got going on right now. Other people like freaking, you know, Edge and freaking Eddie. Shout out to them, by the way, on our you know freaking Twitter, they on Twitter spaces and all that stuff. Right. If they're not honest, man, then like, what are we doing? <laughs> not just as fans, but as people like want to see a team or a product or shit like get better. Like that's that's all that's all it is, man. And it's a yeah. community like this that 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 i love you know people like you and people like jalen shout out to jalen that was on on the show um on tuesday like all these content creators that want to see this shit get better that's what it's about you know and i love and i love that man i really truly do so but let us move on uh up next we have austin theory and grayson waller versus the brawling brutes uh grayson waller hits his rolling stunner um as freaking rich holland had um austin theory in a submission hold he hits the rolling stunner followed by an eight town down from austin theory and theory and grayson waller win this match over the brawling brute so um i mean nothing nothing to really get over i mean (laughs) there's really nothing really much to say i mean i guess if people like this shtick with theory and and grayson i mean i'm kind of i don't know how you feel about it david i'm very 50 50 in regards to Placing theory in a team. I don't know how, I don't know how much improvement 
Theory is going to be in this same shtick, just in a tag team with Grayson Waller, especially how freaking pathetic this tag division is. I talk about how the women's tag division is irrelevant. The tag division, especially without the Usos, you don't got those two, then that's that's very that's a tough that's a tough you know freaking uh, a tough you know freaking job to to handle there. But um, yeah, man, I mean, you're, listen, your your thoughts, man, in regards to it seems like you know we're we're getting. We're going further in this shtick with Austin Theory and Grayson as a team, but yeah, man, your your thoughts in regards to these two being in a tag team, both Grayson Waller and Austin Theory? Yeah, I honestly don't think it's a bad idea. I think they kind of fit each other. Um, again, two heels that are kind of going going over in a sense. Um, especially Grayson Wall, uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, Grayson Waller has caught me, uh, and I got a, I got a lot of uh, as you talk about one of the, a good heel he. He's basically on that list. Um, I, I think if I think it fits them now personally, even though I, I think it is a good tag team, I would still want to see uh, um, Austin Theory as a solo, just by himself. I think he carries more as a solo wrestler than what he does as a tag team. Um, I think what they what it seems to me is you know they're what they're doing is you're taking Austin Theory, who was at the top as a champion and as a heel and then you're just throwing him into a tag team and it's kind of like that kind of takes a wrestler's momentum away because they've been solo for so long and they saw what they drew as a as a as a solo wrestler and now it's like you're throwing him into a tag team which could possibly hurt him because now people are like well we don't really care too much about him and we'll forget about him so you know, I'm, I I like the tag team, but I don't think it fits well for Austin Theory and his stature where he was at. Grayson Waller, on the other hand, you know, still has a little bit more time to develop as as a Theory's level of of a heel. Um, but you know, I, I I it's a good tag team. I just don't think it's it's ready to be established yet for where those two are at within their career. Yeah, no, and, and I kind of feel somewhat of the same way about you, you know, and, and the thing is with Austin Theory, and there's no doubt, like, eventually, uh, uh, this company wants to eventually push Theory as a solo act. Um, but I think and I think that they know and I think that this company knows that with this shtick that he's got going on, right, the shtick that he's been doing for the past freaking months, years now, they know that it's as a solo act, it's, it's not going to get any better, David, it's just going to get worse. So if you throw him in, if, if you're not going to change the aura of theory, because eventually if he is going to be a solo act, you have to change that aura of his character because it's, it's not, it's not going to get any better if, if it's the same shtick, you know what I mean? However, if, if that's the case, then if you're going to place him in with Grayson Waller, at least for the time being, because I'm with you, man, like eventually if, if, the, if that's what the goal is to put Austin theory you know, as one of your top guys, as a solo act, you know, you have to change the aura of that character. But at least for now, at least to get his feet wet, at least for for somewhat for fans to care about him, then putting him in with Grayson Waller, and it seems like they do have, there is something there. I, I, I definitely will say that. So at least for the time being, David, I, I, I've been skeptical about this team. I've been 50-50, but the more I think about it, I'm fine with these two being a team because I do think that they do gel together very well. And the thing is like, and the thing is with, with this team though, you know, and I always say this about the women's tag division. It's just like, again, especially without the Usos being involved in this team, you know, that's a lot of shoes to fill. 
you know, so that's my only concern with them being in the team. But but at but them together though, I mean, I can see it. There's a lot of potential, and we'll we'll, we'll definitely see where it goes. So maybe this is finally for Austin Theory to to definitely build some confidence in himself because I definitely feel like over time he's lost a lot of confidence, and you can kind of hear it from previous promos. You know, we talked about it earlier with Theory the way his delivery, his pitch, everything, his mannerisms. And now he's with Grayson Waller, who kind of matches that same type of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that persona in a way to where it kind of gels. And maybe that brings the confidence in theory to where, okay, now, you know, we got his confidence up. He's got some, some shtick going. Now let's change a little bit of the aura of his character. And now with fans finally getting some type of connection with him, now we push him into that soul act and then we kind of turn, we kind of with a little bit of a twist here and there, if that makes sense to everybody. So that seems like what they're doing. And, you know, look, if that's what they want to do, then, Hey, then, then I'm all for it, man. You know, it's just, I'm, I, I listen, I, just because I've been hard on the kid doesn't mean I don't want to see the kids succeed. You know, it's, you know, they're obviously they want this, this dude to really be one of their top stars in the industry. And if that's the case, man, and if you want to do stuff like this, I'm, I'm on board. So we'll see where it goes. And, you know, of course I'll talk more about it and we'll see how it plays out throughout the next following weeks. But all right, y'all, it is that time as we are in our final main event segment, as our final segment was a, I believe a contract signing, by the way, just newsflash. I have zero notes <laughs> with this final freaking segment. So I'm pretty much, like I said, I literally finished just watching this, this show legit uh what freaking 30 to 20 to 30 minutes before we even started recording the show so i'm pretty much this is all from the top of my head um you know watching the end of the show but pretty much it was a contract signing seems like they're setting up a tag match for fast lane as john cena hits the ring adam pierce has the contract in hand as jimmy and solo i believe already signed the contract i think there was like a i think there was a a backstage segment early on before that segment took place with Pierce and Paul Heyman and Jimmy and solo and all that stuff. So now he brings the contract to the ring. Cena hits the ring and AJ Styles music hits as he's about to come out, or I think they were about to sign the contract. Um, yeah. They didn't sign it yet. Cena was, Cena say, was yeah, the only, they, yeah. I think they were, yeah, yeah. they were. Yeah, thank you, David. I think they were discussing the contract and like, Oh, it's not for tonight. It's for fast lane. So yeah, that, that, that's what it is. Thank you. David. Cena, Cena has signed it. Uh, I think Cena, Cena and yeah. AJ has signed it. Um, uh, Jimmy and Solo were the only ones that did it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. So, Cena signs the contract. AJ Styles is about to come out to probably sign the contract. However, then we cut backstage and AJ Styles is getting his freaking ass kicked by, by Jimmy Uso and Solo. They're attacking him backstage. John Cena was rushing to the back. Um, freaking Solo Sokoa does like a Samoan splash on top of one of those one of those backstage freaking what, what do you call it, David? It's like one of those freaking uh, um, shoot. I'm drawing a blank. It's like one of those staging boards or whatever, right? And he and it and he falls onto this platform. Obviously, I'm sure it's like they hide it because it's surrounded by all this equipment or whatever. But he dives. It looks. I mean, for the visual, look pretty freaking sick. He dives uh, off of that platform and onto AJ Styles to pretty much finish the final. Pretty much the final blow. Um, as Cena rushed backstage, officials, doctors were checking up on AJ Styles um, as freaking, you know, Jimmy and Solo already hightailed it at that point. 
Um, and then Jimmy Uso and Solo come out to the ring. John Cena comes out. Then two on one brawl starts. And, you know, freaking, and it ends up with, of course, Jimmy and Solo standing tall. Freaking Uso hits the Uso splash. He does the whole freaking, you can't see me from the top rope. And yeah, man, freaking Jimmy and Solo stand tall to uh, to end the night. So, yeah, um, you know, David, I'll, I'll have you start, man. I'll, I'll have you start in regards to all this, man. Your thoughts in regards to this main event segment and this potential tag match that we're, looks like we're going to get for Fastlane between Cena it looks like a mystery partner, so it doesn't look like Styles is going to be a part of it now, at least kayfabe-wise, uh, against Jimmy Uso and Solo. Yeah, I I uh, I kind of like the way they ended it. I think it was I think it was like a, a bold gangster move. I think um, it made it made Solo and it made Jimmy look good, um, and I think it it kind of builds, you know. You kind of built something with it taking AJ out because now you're intrigued about okay who who's really gonna be his partner? Maybe AJ isn't you know here next week and then he ends up coming back, um you know as part of that you know he got hurt he was out a week comes back you know is the partner or or whatever. At the end of the day, like I'm happy that AJ and Cena get to be a tag team because we've never seen it. It's the first time, and you know the fact that they're keeping Jay and Solo. And that main event spot, kind of keeping them good, keeping them in a good spot. I, I think, I think it's good. I think it helps both of them. Um, like I said, I, I don't think Jimmy is a good uh, is a good heel by himself. I think he's better when he has somebody. So I think it helps both of them at the same time. Um, it kind of gives Solo. I too, I, I look at it as this. I kind of give Solo a way to you know, to see what can he do without a big present being there because he was behind Roman for so long and they're not really involving Paul Heyman that much as you can, as you can see, like he's in the background, whatever he'll say, you know, certain words, but he's not really involved as much. So it kind of, it, it's intriguing to see what, what those two uh, can, can bring. Um, obviously seeing him being involved in AJ, you know, being a tag team that, that brings, that's money automatically um but i i think the the real question is is if aj's taken out who's going to be his partner and you know from the crowd you heard them say rocky but obviously the rock isn't i don't think it's it would be any smart to bring the rock in on that situation um but i i I think it, it not only do you have something good here um just because of where jimmy and solo are right now um but you know you also have cena who's back and then you're you're kind of wondering like hmm well, who is really going to be his partner if AJ's out? So it, it leaves question. It, it gives you, um, it leaves you on the, on at the edge of your seat. And on top of that, you know the show is not ending with somebody trying to save Cena. The show is actually ending on the two bad guys taking them down and, like you said, standing tall. So I kind of give them an extra edge on it as well. Yeah. No. I, I, absolutely. I mean, it's it's finally. I mean, people can say it's like accepting the bare minimum, but finally it's not that type of raw finish to where we just get a tag match and then we just, everybody just goes home happy <laughs> when the face yeah, yeah. just won the yeah. match, right? So at least there, you know, I guess you could say there's suspense about, oh, well, who's Cena going to tag with now at Fastlane? Is it going to be LA Knight? Is it going to be freaking Randy? I'm hearing rumors about Randy Orton as well. You know, The Rock, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, like guys, like, if people really think, like, before I, before I move on here, dude, like, 
to the people who really think that the fucking rock is going to team up with cena to face the bloodline at a fast lane fucking premium live event like guys stop <laughs> it's the guys it's it's not it's not happening bro like the only person that no. the rock is ever going to freaking wrestle it's going to be a first of all it's going to be at a bigger stage than fast lane and second of all it, it's it, it, if it does happen it's going to be against roman reigns that that's it if they're not like guys like stop i i, I just i don't know i i don't know if, if freaking glensdale got some false info about the rock showing up or whatever i i don't know it's, it was very yeah that was very very odd to me i'm like guys the, the rock is not showing up like let's get that let's get that shit away out of our fucking heads but um yeah no look i like the finally we get fucking creative when it comes to at least like the main the main focal point of this company, which is the bloodline, which is this story or whatever story they're trying to drag on here. Um, so of course, uh, as, as I mentioned about LA Knight, so obviously LA Knight was cut from the show. Um, LA Knight was tested positive for COVID. You know, the, uh, the, um, it came out reports saying that, uh, LA Knight was scrapped, uh, from a segment from the show. Um, however, it was medical related and we heard about that. It was tested positive COVID and he was es es uh, escorted out of the building. The plan was for LA Knight to be a part of that segment to end the night, to be John Cena's partner for the night. So that's pretty much, pretty much again, David is probably what's going to, to lead to this is that fast lane, you're going to get Cena. LA night against Jimmy Uso and the bloodline. Now I know with the whole COVID thing. So now the thing is with COVID and again, you know, this is coming from someone that just got COVID last week, you know, there's a five day and I don't know if he's developed symptoms or not, but whenever he did test positive, which is Friday, right? If he's good. And then if he's able to test negative twice in the next five days, which I'm sure WWE is going to make sure that he does such, you know, he will probably be a part of, of next week's SmackDown and it's going to be official that he is going to be the tag partner for John Cena for Fastlane. So to me, that's still the writing on the wall. You know, if, if things go according to plan, LA Knight will no doubt be the tag partner of John Cena and it's going to be him um, and Cena versus the Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa. So that's pretty much what it is uh, moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I heard talks about Randy Orton as much as that would sound dope. And I'm like, Randy Orton, I'm like, eh, like you're going to debut Randy Orton in a tag unless we're going to tag match. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that was also yeah. weird as well. Same with the rock, right? It would, the only sense it would make is LA night now. And here's, and as we end things here, David, you know, I, I spoke about this with LA night is look, it's finally great to see this, this fucking guy finally get the push that he should have gotten seven to eight months ago. Freaking finally, you know, and obviously as well, and I don't know if you know this yet or not, David, but right now LA Knight is also is one of those superstars that's contract is coming to an end very soon. Right. And now, you know, there's talks um, that WWE is trying to get that contract talk uh, finalized or get his contract finalized, which is a five-year deal. However, LA Knight is, is asking for more money in that contract, right? Because here's the thing, right? Here's the thing with LA Knight, because LA Knight's smart, right? Because you know what LA Knight's doing? He's holding this off because what WWE loves to do, right? It's just that, oh, when people are on the edge of their contract, when they want to lock somebody up like a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn, whoever it is, 
they give them this good mo booking. They give them this good momentum. And I truly feel, David, because it's the ball, like they, their hands were, their hands were forced to say like, dude, like this dude has been getting such a tremendous reaction every single freaking week. Like we, we have to, we have to give this dude the time to develop here. Right. It, it, like there, like there is no doubt in my mind that they, their first initial decision was not to fucking push this guy. You want to know how I know that he was off of WrestleMania. He was off of the freaking SmackDown at, at, at Madison square garden. They had no fucking they there was no urgency seven to eight months ago to give this guy the push but now their hands were tied they're like fuck man he's the best he has the best reaction going on right now in the company and their hands were tied and now finally you're getting and you're seeing that but here's the thing though with this contract you know he again because la Knight's smart he's 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 dragging this on to either you either give me more money because again he knows his freaking worth you either give me more money yeah you're giving me more you're giving me 5 years but you know i'm worth more than what you're giving me right and he wants to drag that on because once he does finalize that right because once WWE has locked you up and we've seen this from previous superstars in the past to where they get that contract extension because they see oh I'm getting this momentum see what you can get keep going forward but here's this contract you can keep getting this if you sign this deal you're on one year your contract expires in the next several months and then boom their fucking momentum dies we I, we've seen it from so many fucking wrestlers in the past and and again man so so we'll see if that if it, we'll we'll see how that situation plays out um, with LA Knight in that regard. But yeah, man. I mean, look, the show. Going back to the show, and David, I'll get your final thoughts as we end this. Uh, yeah, I mean, finally, it was <laughs> it it was finally something to somewhat sink your teeth into. I'm still not on board with Jimmy being a part of this bloodline shtick. It's just still everything that's transpired at you know getting up to this point from SummerSlam, the turn the explanation from from uh from jimmy it's just and, and the reason why you're seeing cena here is because again it's to drag this on right it's to drag this on to rumble it's to drag this on to mania because they don't have anybody else and then there's aj styles right aj styles you think right well damn like so you're you're putting LA Knight in this match, and then AJ Styles is like kind of kicked to the curb, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, "That's kind of it's kind of fucked up," <laughs> just to just to put freaking it, it just just to put uh, AJ Styles in that situation. But I don't know. There's a there's still part of me that thinks that AJ Styles is you know his his involvement with the Bloodline is still not over. There's a part of me that feels like that. I think they're gonna put AJ Styles as a competitor against Roman for this title whether that's in Saudi or whatever. Um, it seems like that that's what's setting up here. You know, maybe this is a way for AJ Styles to maybe they sign him off of TV and he comes back when Roman Reigns comes back and it sets up a match for a Saudi show or whatever. That's what it seems like looking long-term where this is heading to. So, but we shall see, but we, but, we, but we shall soon find out. So, but yeah, David, your your final thoughts as we wrap this up, man. Your final thoughts about SmackDown, your thoughts about LA Knight, like I mentioned, and everything else, bro. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate that LA Knight got COVID because he was actually on a on a good run. Um, uh, I do think I do think that that tag team with with LA LA Knight in it, it, it definitely would have been cool to see him and Cena kind of working together. Um, but it's unfortunate. Obviously, I hope he gets better. Um, but I, I think the show overall it was it was a pretty good show. I, obviously, we've mentioned some of the negatives about it, but 
when are you not going to have a SmackDown or a Raw without any of the negatives in it, right? Like, there's always right, going to be yeah. something in it that you're, like, you're complaining about. There's always something that you're like, oh, fuck. There's but always something I that drives you up a wall, bro. There's always something yeah. that we're like, what the fuck are we doing? You know, you can yeah. never, you know, there's always something like that. But, yeah, no, but absolutely. Um, the show, again, it was it was better than most. Let's let's just say, let's just say that it was it was it, it, it was it was sustainable. It was better than most, but, um, and, and here, I'm going to get to your thoughts again, Dave, in just a second, as if once again, we wrap things up with the whole situation with Cena and LA Knight. And I don't know how you feel about this, but with LA Knight, like, I don't know, putting him in with Cena, it's just like, cause I think like, I don't know, like the vibe that I'm getting with Cena and LA Knight together. And we saw it at backlash with Cena being the referee against the Miz, which by the way, LA Knight and the Miz freaking really solid stuff between those two, those back and forths that they had. But I feel like it's like this company is trying to use Cena to give LA Knight a rub. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like to where I don't like the dude doesn't really freaking need that. You know, putting him in with tag matches with 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 John with Cena and, and and the full thing, as well as with the bloodline as well. You've noticed like LA Knight, there's been a lot of little details with LA Knight and the bloodline, like the the whole when LA Knight, you know, he put everyone on notice, every championship on notice, and emphasizing Roman Reigns. That kind of worries me a little bit. And I'll tell you why, because I I don't know why I feel this way, but I I I don't I really hope that they don't rush an LA Knight versus Roman match because LA Knight's got some really good momentum going right now. And you guys know freaking Roman is not still not losing that title anytime soon. So for this to, to, to be dragged, to be rushed to whatever mini little pay-per-view they got coming up. I really fucking hope to God that they don't do that because they are hinting it. It's going to happen. I truly feel like that that's at some point they want to do that. Whether whenever they whatever stage whenever they do do that, but yeah, David, I'm um, just curious, man. I mean, your thoughts in regards to that because that's just that's just my gut feeling in regards to all that. Yeah, no, everything that you said, I I agree with. I I wouldn't want them to push that with the LA Knight and Roman right away. I think you got to give that some time. I think LA Knight has deservedly, respectively earned uh, a feud within Roman in terms of building it up you know you just don't want to yeah. throw that out there you want it to make sense you want it to transition into something that you're invested and it takes a lot of time and i think la knight has completely he's in a position now where you can do that with him where you, he's not he's not right. a jobber he's not at the bottom of the card now he's right. he's gained traction you know he everything is going up his his merch sales his revenue everything is going up for la knight everything's looking perfect i mean i, I credit the Miz to a lot of that success because the Miz was able to put him over in a way where I, I while I was watching that I gave I tipped my cap to to the Miz I said this this is why the the, the, the if the WWE ever cuts the Miz I'd probably lose my shit on that too he's done so like he's he's as a heel he's he's pushed and he's made a lot of faces a lot of wrestlers as a face yeah. make the he's made them look great. So I had I gave him I I gotta give him a lot of credit on that, um and I think that that boosted his his thing up a little bit um, so I, I think yeah I think with LA Knight that's a that's a masterpiece that you don't want to rush with within anything I think you want to make you want to build that 
You want to make sure that he's put in right positions within storyline, within, you know, momentum. You want to make sure that everything is good with them because the fans are he's over. And that's something where he's over now. And that's why I'm like, I hope this COVID thing kind of lays over that he gets back and he's back to where he's at. Because right now the fans are missing him. And we know wrestling fans. We know once something goes wrong, they don't wait. They're like on to the next. So I don't want that to happen with LA Knight. I have his shirt. I'm totally invested into the guy. Um, so I'm I, I can't wait till he's back because they they really need to put him. They really he needs to be back on. But I if, if he's gonna be within with a Roman Reigns or any other top guys, you know, build it. Don't just throw him in there to where it's something where it's in there for a month and then he's out. And it's just like don't don't put him in a position where it doesn't make sense. Make make it make sense and build his credibility even more. Give give him the respect that he deserves because he's a, he's earned it. He's definitely no, absolutely. I condone everything you said, man. Absolutely. So again, if if everything everything as you know it should go accordingly to plan in regards to LA Knight, you know, getting back onto getting back onto TV. You know, if once you know if he's able to test negative twice in the next five days, which again should should be the case. You know, he should be set up perfectly uh, to be a part of SmackDown next week to set up that tag match for Fastlane, but. Well, we shall soon find out. And of course, we'll keep everybody posted in regards to LA Knight and his situation. And of course, to see if many more rounds of cuts is going to be coming up soon. And of course, more business. You know, there's stuff about Vince McMahon about potentially also leaving leaving the board, the TKO board, with already with some of those misconducts that he that he dealt with not too long ago. So there's a lot of just crazy shit, David. As well as AEW, yeah. freaking Moxley's injury, Adam Cole's injury. There's a lot of just freak crazy stuff going on. Um, and it's only going to get more freaking chaotic as the days and the weeks go by. So, but thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode, David, my man, I want to thank you once again uh, for, for being a part of this review, but for being a part of this show, man, thank you once again, dude. Uh, once again, I'm going to, I'll tag uh, my man, David and all of his social media platforms. So make sure you guys go check him out. Uh, with uh, with uh, with Top Bunk Sports, you know his Twitter, uh, his Instagram, as well as his uh, his TikTok. So make sure you guys go check him out, man, and, and all of his uh, all of his platforms on social media. But thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Our next episode, we are back on Tuesday to discuss Monday Night Raw as we are getting closer and closer to Fastlane as well. On Thursday, we are back. We'll be talking AW Collision, AW Dynamite, all stuff about AW. Maybe throw a little bit of NXT stuff here and there. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll soon to come in, in regards to that. And of course, we're right back at it here next week, the following week, uh, talking SmackDown. As uh, I'm not sure when that uh, that episode is going to release as your boy is going to be racing a half marathon next week, a week from today. So uh, either that show will either be posted late Saturday night or probably Sunday morning, one of the two, somewhere sometime on Sunday. So make sure you guys are on the lookout for that. Um, so make sure you guys stay notified for when that episode uh, is published for next week's SmackDown. But thank you guys once again for tuning in, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I always appreciate you guys tuning into every single episode. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. Make sure to join our Facebook page as, as well as Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore talk. And of course, like I always say, make sure to tune for more episodes to come and a lot more chaos in the professional wrestling world as well. David, your final thoughts, my man, before we end things. Appreciate you having me on, bro. Always great fucking show. Please follow my guy. I'm always tuned in with his podcast. 
Um, him and Brian are doing great stuff for the wrestling community. Uh, it's dope. So I appreciate you having me on. Um, and one thing that I will say, I know a lot of people will be like, well, you know, he doesn't post wrestling content like that. So it, yeah, why have him on? I'm trying to revamp the wrestling content under Top Bunk Sports, trying to make it more more better. Um, I was posting a couple clips, but they, they it wasn't really what to my liking. So I want to give it its respect, give it its uh give it its momentum at the right time. So I'm still trying to fix stuff, some stuff up before I start posting wrestling content again, but I'm always up for talking with it. I'm always tuned in, always watching. So I appreciate my guy, James, for always having me on, man. It's dope every time I come up here. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. And I'm sure we'll be in talks about a lot of things with the freaking Mets, with the Jets, with the freaking yeah. Giants, and a lot it's of Giants. other shit moving forward <laughs> in, in, our, in Twitter spaces and all that stuff. But no, dude, appreciate you, man. Um, it's crazy, man. It's just like, it feels like just yesterday that we just kind of just met, you know, not too long ago when it was in talks about wrestling. And then that kind of turned into, you know, the Mets and everything else. So it's been great to, you know, getting to know people like David, as well as many other content creators in this community. But, but yeah, man, please make sure you guys go check out David top bunk sports and all of that fun stuff. Of course, it is podcast that's available on Spotify and Apple podcasts and all that stuff. So make sure you guys go check him out, but that is going to do it for today's episode. Everybody alongside top bunk sports. My name is James Borselli and your boys are signing off saying salute, peace out and take care everybody. Yeah.